you ever plan to motor west? Travel my way, take the highway, that's the best. Get your kicks on Route 66. It winds from Chicago to L.A. Well, thanks for tuning in. This is Matt Santos, the host of The Mile High Show, and you're listening to episode number... 246. Now, all of our episodes back, uh, our archives and everything else is available at milehighshow.com. So I would appreciate it if you go on there and listen to some of the archives and maybe drop us a uh, comment in the contact us section or a uh, rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever that is. Uh, Or just drop us a note through that contact us page at milehighshow.com. I'd love to hear your feedback, and I'd love to hear what you think about today's episode. Again, it's episode 246, and uh, I traveled uh, with my wife and son up to Flagstaff, Arizona, to just get away for a couple of days, but also to record this podcast with uh, guests Rob Maybe and Manny Hernandez, two comics that were up from the Phoenix area to perform at the Orpheum Theater. Now, a little background, the Orpheum Theater, beautiful theater right down in downtown Flagstaff, right there on Aspen. You can find them at orpheumflagstaff.com or on their Facebook page, Orpheum Flag. A lot of music up there uh, at the Orpheum, but also comedy. There is a, a, a comedy booker uh, who... Uh, I've worked with over over the past couple of years, J.C. Anderson. Now, J.C. books comedy for the Orpheum Theater as well as uh, the Elks Theater here in Prescott. Uh, he does a monthly show at the Orpheum, and uh, I got a chance to get up on stage Saturday and tell a few stories and have a few laughs, uh, doing a guest spot for the Rob Maybe and Manny Hernandez show. Manny headlined that. Uh, JC hosted it, and uh, the Orpheum's just a beautiful theater. That's my second time up on that stage, and I absolutely loved it. Had a good time. Uh, before the show, uh, Rob and Manny and I met at Alpine Pizza, which is right around the corner. I want to give them a good plug here, too. Alpine Pizza, 7 North LaRue Street in Flagstaff. Uh, 928-779-4109. We got a chance to meet uh, the 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 guy that's running it. He's in the process of buying Alpine Pizza. Alpine's been there for years. Over the years, that's my favorite spot to to stop and grab a slice or or a pie. Uh, great pizza, great atmosphere, and a and a fantastic location right there downtown, around the corner from the Orpheum. So we got a chance to meet Levi and uh, and Daisy, who was running the counter there at Alpine. Uh, great folks took care of us, and we had a, a great meal and then plugged in and, uh, and recorded this podcast. Rob has been on the show several times over the years. I always love talking to Rob, always love meeting up with him when he's around town here in Prescott or, or Flag or when I get a chance to see him down in Phoenix. Manny, I have met a few times, and I was on a show with him uh, a month or so ago in Flagstaff, also at the Orpheum, that JC was producing, the Just Another Comedy Festival that 
took place in September. But uh, I hadn't really talked to, to Manny much other than, hey, how you doing, and, and crossing each other backstage and things like that. So it was nice getting to know Manny a little bit better, finding out his story, and he is really one of the OGs of the Phoenix comedy scene. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Manny and Rob. Now, uh, Manny Hernandez Comedy is where you can find out all his info, his merch, where you can contact him, clips of his shows. Rob Maybe, spelled M-A-E-B-E, is uh, all over social media. You just got to find him. He gives his, his Instagram tags and his Twitter feed during the show. So listen to that. And uh, again, check out live comedy wherever you happen to be hearing this. Seek out uh, a show and enjoy some uh, live standing up comedy. Um, and uh, if you're in the Prescott area, follow the Elks Theater page because we will be returning there after the first of the year. Now, uh, what? how do you hear this show? What, how do we get the opportunity to travel around and interview these folks? Well, it's by your support, folks. So at milehighshow.com, there is a link to Amazon right there on the main homepage. And all you have to do is click on that and then do the shopping you're going to do online anyway. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it lets Amazon know you got there through us. And then they give us a little taste at the end of the month, a little kickback by uh, by directing you to them. So if you are already an Amazon user, please replace your Amazon uh, bookmark with the link from milehighshow.com. Again, doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps us gain a little buck or two here and there. Uh, so we can afford to travel around and uh, and interview folks uh, wherever we happen to set up a mic. Also brought to you today by my friend, my neighbor, Patrick Bowler, owner and operator of Bully Dog Coffee. Yep, Bully Dog Coffee, BullyDogCoffeeCompany.com. Link right there also at MileHighShow.com. But BullyDogCoffeeCompany.com, where our big, bold flavors will satisfy your big, bold hearts. Now, the good thing about uh, Patrick and Bully Dog is, one, it's great coffee, but two, a large portion of everything Patrick takes in when you order and have Bully Dog Coffee shipped to you, the the proceeds for that goes to Bulldog and Pitbull Rescue operations around uh, the country. So help out Patrick by buying his coffee. Help yourself out by enjoying great coffee. And help out our four-legged friends uh, by getting them the help they need. BullyDogCoffeeCompany.com is where you can find out information on how to order his custom roasted beans. So sit back, enjoy my conversation with Rob Maybe and Manny Hernandez, recorded at... Alpine Pizza and Flagstaff just before our anger management comedy show at the Orpheum Theater. Thanks to JC for letting me uh, let me sit in on that show. So enjoy enjoy this podcast. I'm trying to rig. You might, be able to, you might be able to put the mic cord through the saying, thing. Like, <laughs> oh, I should have brought stands. This is this is Mexican home. I should have brought stands. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Well, oh, we're sitting at. <laughs> is that going to work? <laughs> it will. Sitting at Alpine Pizza, seven North Larue Street, at uh, in Flagstaff, Arizona, just before a show for anger management jester comedy at the Orpheum Theater, and I'm sitting down with Rob Maybe, who's yeah. been a guest on this show in the past. And I Manny, have been fan favorite. Manny Hernandez. Actually, it is that friend of the show. At that, uh, what was that uh, pizza place around the corner from oh, that? Oh, Queens. That yeah, Mike Lester. That was the Mike Lester weekend. For a long time, that was like one of my most downloaded episodes. Really? Well, yeah. thank oh, you yeah, to the 18 people well, that downloaded <laughs> it. That makes me so happy. 18. Way b back then, Rob, I was uh, I was hovering at about what was that? Probably about five years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was hovering. That's when I was doing this show every week. When we were doing this show every week, I was at about 15,000 downloads an episode. Really? Yeah. We are hitting. We are hitting close to 30,000 a year. Uh, excuse me, a month for a few years. Well, what, like a, what about that, now? This, this, this needs to be acknowledged. I already no, took a picture. I, I was going to say, we're going to get pictures. <clears throat> Manny Hernandez, who's about... Manny Hernandez? Hernandez? I yeah. say that like the whitest person in the world. Your last and name I is am, Santos. I am Mexican. Oh, man, he's grubbing over there. So while he's eating, Rob, plug away. Before we even start, where can folks find you? On uh, socials, um, Instagram is Rob dot maybe. Uh, Twitter's maybe Rob, and Facebook is Rob maybe. YouTube Rob maybe. It's M A E B E Rob maybe. And and there's a there, consistency like, in naming and branding yourself. Is, yeah, it's uh, ever right it's out all the window. Right for, yeah, well, <laughs> I had an Instagram account at one point that was personal, and I deleted it, and I was like, I'll just reuse the name. And it said, wait 30 days. And it was like two years, and I still couldn't use the name, so I had to create a new one. And then my old Twitter account got deleted. Uh, so I had to create Why? a new one. Why uh, did it get deleted? I make jokes. Where and, you? Uh, <laughs> this was before Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. Man. Now you can do anything. Elon Musk. I can't believe he spent you just can't $14 million dollars on, on Twitter. A, a company that's never made money, he's like, I'll just drop $14 billion on it. Yeah. That's and then, nuts to me. Then eight bucks a month to get your little blue check. Yeah, I know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as verified Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say anything on Twitter now except that you're Elon Musk. That'll yeah. get you booted right off the bat. That's so funny. I, dude, I used to be a huge fan of Elon Musk, and now I'm pretty sure he's a Bond villain. Yeah. That guy, he's he's a strange dude, but look at all that money, man. Yeah. So hey, you, well, we're gonna let Manny eat. He's he's getting getting his grub, and then we're gonna have him introduce. Do you remember? A, I want to say probably five years ago, four years ago, when uh, when he launched his first SpaceX. Yeah. And nobody really knew about it. it. Didn't get a whole lot of play. Is that the one that blew up? No, that was the one that it was a successful launch. But yeah. I hadn't heard. And I'm pretty. I. Keep on top of news pretty pretty well. Yeah, you're very. I knew nothing you're about it. You're a worldly man. I'm driving home, and I see this thing in Chino Valley streaking across the sky, going pretty slow. And I remember that week, Trump, when he was president, was pretty much going off on North Korea. Yeah, so he thought North Korea was. And I'm us. like, what the heck is that? And then I start getting texts because I was doing a lot of work for the town. Yeah. So when anything was happening news wise, you know, fire, accident. Road closed. I would get texts from different people. Hey, Matt, what's going on? What's going on? And I start the my phone starts blowing up. People, what's going on? And I I started. I was thinking this this is it. Yeah. I was a couple blocks from my house, and I pull in, 
and I get a call from my sister who lives close to us going, hey, what's going on? People are pulling over on the side of the highway. What Do you know what that is? I said, I don't know. I'll, I'll see if I can find out. And I remember... It felt like the beginning of the end. No, you know what I thought? I almost felt like it was like a like an origin story for a new Marvel. I was like, I want to hear what happens. Uh, honestly enough, I this tells you where I'm at kind of in my life lately. Yeah. I pulled over, and I looked in, in my driveway, and I looked, and I sat there for a couple minutes, because it's obviously shooting across the sky, but from our point of view, it's moving pretty slow. Got the tail. I'm thinking, this is it. So I went inside, and my wife was in the kitchen taking care of some stuff and my, I got my son and we went outside the three of us and we went and watched it and I remember thinking to myself well if this is it I, I'm pretty good I feel pretty good about what I'm doing and then I was running through in my head that I okay if this is how I check out I'm in a good place I'm here with my wife, my son. I was very profound. And then I find out it's just billionaire just shooting off yeah. bottle rockets. And I felt so stupid about where I was going with my thoughts. Elon Musk has a new <laughs> hobby. That's not stupid at all. Dude, you know what's crazy? That's actually, that's, you know, being aware uh, of what you have. This yeah, might, this might know, be coincidence. 10, 15 years before, I would not have been there. Yep. This and might this, be coincidence because yeah. you're the fourth person in the last five days that have told me that they had like a near-death experience or they thought they were having a near-death experience and they were like, I'm fine. I lived a good <laughs> life. And I'm sitting there going, I'm constantly worried about dying. <laughs> Ever since I turned 39, I'm like, oh, I have five months left to live. I've, I've been alive for three months since 39. <laughs> and I'm like, I have five months. I don't know why. I just think I'm dying. And I'm like, I am not good with where I'm at. Oh, man. I don't know what... It, I, I know a lot of it is my son. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I love my but wife. But he would be gone, too. No, but I just... the, the What if I've been able to accomplish attack. with my son. He's yeah, a yeah. very good kid. He's 13 now. Yeah, imagine and what when it's going to be like at 18. But oh. if it was a nuclear attack, you wouldn't get to imagine that. No, when I, if, I'm kind of glad because I want to see what he... Kind of glad. I'm kind of yeah. glad my son's not dead. I'm kind of no. glad that the world didn't end. No, I'm glad because when I was 13, I was off the rails. Yeah. So from birth to now, I've been so freaked out about what my son's going to be like because I know what I was like. You know what's funny you say that? So Sophia, my oldest, yeah. she's 12. And she's like, she's in seventh grade, you know. She's you know she's beautiful, but she's very smart, you know. She's very smart. Yeah. And, and she's got good people around. Like her friends have been her friends since you know kindergarten. And she's got two of them. And so lately, she's been wanting to go to the mall and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. And then she's been going to the mall. She's been going to the park. She's been doing this stuff. Getting a little and, more independent. And getting more independent, you know? And it's I, I'm like, I, I'm freaking out about it, right? I was talking <laughs> to my cousin. He goes, what are you afraid of? I'm like, I don't know. Like, she's going to... What if it's all like a charade? Because I remember, remember, when, remember when I was 13? Because yeah. when I was a kid, I used to steal. Like, we, we used to steal. <laughs> we used to... We used to... Like, there was a place called Incredible... You and me both. There was a place called Incredible <laughs> Universe. No, no, the bad part is... So did I, but yeah. Manny and I have stopped, Rob. That's yeah. the key. We have stopped. I can stop anytime <laughs> I want. Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. But yeah, and so I was telling Isaac, my cousin Isaac, I was telling him, and he said, uh, well, you know what that is? I'm like, no, I'm just, and he goes, it's because that's what you did. <laughs> you think she's, but she's not you, yeah. though, in that regard. She's a different person. She, you never treated her. You did it because, you know, of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. She doesn't have the same type of circumstances. Yeah. You know, she's got parents in her lives, and I'm like, okay. Well, you're listening right now to Manny Hernandez. Manny, introduce yourself 
tell us where we could find you. We'll get we'll get the commercial end out of the way. Where folks can find you, uh, social, website, whatever you got that you want to plug. Well, thanks for having me, Matt. I, I appreciate it. And um, but yeah, you can see my everything's pretty much my name. It's Manny Hernandez. Comedy is my website, uh, and Manny Hernandez Comedy is my uh, my Instagram as well. And then um, Manny Hernandez Comedy is also my Facebook. So if you didn't know. My name is Manny Hernandez. <laughs> it's funny because you say it's, I've had people mess up my name before, right? And so I was doing celebrity theater with with uh, with uh, uh, Eddie Griffin. Yeah. And so I was so excited about it, right? And they're gonna put my name on the marquee, right? And people can mess up, you know, Manuel. People mess up Manuel Hernandez, yeah. right? And so uh, so no, I just say Manny. You say Manny Hernandez, right? So. I'm talking to people with celebrity, and they're like, how do you spell it? You know, it's Manny, and then Hernandez, H-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. I'm like, okay, no problem. And then I showed up at Celebrity, right? I was so excited to see my name on the marquee. And they got Hernandez right. And then before for my first name, they put M-A-M-M-I-E. Mammy. Mammy. Oh, Mammy. Mammy Hernandez. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh. Was that now celebrity? Was has that been the biggest venue you've uh, performed at? No, actually, that was the first big venue. Yeah. So that was the, my first big venue. Okay. How did that feel? Obviously, they got your name wrong, but to know that you were in there, uh, you know, performing and seeing that because the celebrity's a that, that's a major venue in Phoenix. Oh, it's great. It was leading well. up to that. What what did what were the what were some of the venues you you'd been doing? Well, I mean, I had already you know I was on the road when I was like twenty. Yeah. I was on the road when I was 20, and I'd already been doing stand-up since I was 14. Oh, I'd done man. it in high school. And so I, by the time I kind of started finding my voice, I was like 19, 20, and then I got very fortunate um, by meeting like, you know, uh, like Joey Medina yeah. and uh, you know, Paul Rodriguez and those guys, and they kind of took a liking to me, and that kind of kicked me off. Nice. So that's why I started doing like, the, all the Mexican shows, and this was the early the 2000s. Latin, the so Latin Kings, all man. The, yeah, so I was doing like the K Locos, the local comedy jams, Latino laugh festivals. So and then I just made my rounds. So it would be like me and and, and Gabriel and, and yeah. you know um, you know uh, Fluffy and and Pablo and all those guys. Now so, Pablo Arizona, right? Was he from Tucson? Yeah, Pablo. Yeah. Casa Grande. Okay, yeah, yeah. So talk a little bit about kicking off at fourteen. What was home for you? Where where was hometown? Tempe. Tempe. Yeah. Okay, so you're born and raised. Born and raised, Tempe, Arizona. Four eight zero, Hardy. How how did that uh, how did that start for you? What at fourteen? What'd you I knew when I was seven. Really? I knew when I was seven. So when I was seven years old, my uncle took me to my very first movie at a movie theater, and it happened to be Eddie Murphy Raw. He didn't <laughs> what know a, what it was. What I didn't a baptism, know what it was. man. Yeah, so I right? saw it, and it was like at Christown Mall. Oh, fuck yeah, Christown. Christown it's Mall. never going to be Spectrum to me. <laughs> Re- remember malls? Oh, Fiesta <laughs> Mall. <recipes. laughs> so, but that night, I was like, I want to be a comedian. And then when man. I was 14... I started doing comedy in bars, and I started doing improv comedy. Yeah. And then 18, I graduated. I went to New York for the first time, came back, and I just kind of... Spread from there. Back, back up. 14 years old, going in and doing bar shows, like open mics and things. Yeah. How, what, what was the process? Because in, in Prescott, where I'm from... 
huge music scene right up and down Whiskey Row, and I got buddies of mine, same thing on the music end. They were going in to perform music at these bars, the Birdcage, Matt Saloon, at 12, 13, 14 years old. So they'd go up on stage. As soon as they took their break, they had to go ditch them in the... They couldn't be in there. Yeah. So they had to go into the alley. How, how was it for comedy? So I was doing... There was a place called the Star Theater in Scottsdale. Yeah. And so the instructor, his name was Luz Russo, and so he had passed away in 99, but prior to that, I was doing improv classes and the stand-up comedians. And it was a different scene back yeah. then. There was, at that time, in what, like What year were we talking about? 94. It was like 94, 94 okay. to 98. There's there one open mic. Yeah, there's one open mic, Mugs Up, on 59th Avenue and, and, and Northern. <laughs> and and it was the Tempe Improv, and Tempe Improv hated locals yeah. at that time. It, we were, you know, still kind of do. But Shout there was only there was only you know there was only sixteen of us. Man, it was only in the entire valley. Do you remember the sixteen? Oh yeah, the Godfather. Yeah. Down just you're me. one yeah. of the Godfathers of the Phoenix it was, comedy it was scene, Travis man. Travis Thurman. Yes, uh, it, was, it was Travis Thurman, Travis. Sean Dillingham. Um, uh, <laughs> Troy Conrad, yeah, Troy Conrad, Warren B. Hall, uh, 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 Carl Lee, Wanda, uh, Wanda, Sykes, Wanda Lee, uh, T. A. Burroughs, uh, Mike McWilliams, Zane. Uh, there was only it was a couple girls. Yeah, but yeah there was like six, and we. So they kind of knew me from doing the improv, and when I was doing, and I always wore like I always wore like shirts and ties and nice yeah. stuff. Yeah, anyway. dress nice. He still I always, does. I dress nice, and I, cause I always wanted to be professional. Was always kind of my thing. I yeah. just want to be professional because I always idolize, you know, like Rat Pack. Yeah, I uh, love that. And you're coming in early in '94 after that big comedy boom in the '80s, where everybody wore a blazer and a t-shirt. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Well, you know, well, that and it was it was uh, it was you know that alt comedy hadn't come in where where people dressed like Rob. <laughs> have you have you even as uh, if you even make an assumption or any kind of indication that I might be a little bit alt comedy, I will put this microphone down and beat the living <laughs> crap out of you. I just realized we're not supposed to be cursing. Uh, uh, a threat has less. What you have to change the uh, the s word to crap. It has a lot less like it loses impact a little, in it. A little bit of that we'll bite. Take care of that in looping. And I'm gonna you beat the living poo out of you. You, like, <laughs> you mentioned Troy Conrad. I got a chance to work with him on the photo end for a couple of years. All Things Comedy did the uh, uh, a Phoenix Festival a for a couple of years. Photographer. He's, he's oh, he's the best. He, he's we, fantastic. we were just talking about him. Like he's working with uh, uh, with Brett Kreishner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bert. Weekend. He's working with Bert. And then, he but, went on tour with. Fluffy, Fluffy Taylor, like all the, and I, I was like, I met Troy when I was a kid, when I was fourteen. See, I didn't know he was a comic. I knew him for, for through photography, and then as I got to talk with him at those festivals, he was talking about uh, his career in comedy. And what's the, uh, what's the show that he basically he created? It's uh, oh, where they, Troy? Ba- yeah, they basically throw up a premise. Oh, ah, uh, set list. Set list, yeah. He started that in L.A. Well, I don't know. He, maybe he was doing it in Arizona, but he got a big following with it when he was still doing comedy on a regular basis um, in L.A., and it's taken off, man. That's a fantastic yeah, show that to watch. that list is huge, and it yeah. inspired a bunch of shows like Comedy on the Spot yeah, and other shows exactly. like that. But, yeah, that was his creation. I didn't realize that. We were chatting yeah. him up. But, man, what did, I remember the first... Uh, how'd you, how Rob, how did you get the bug? When, when, what was some of your first... Uh, First stand-up experiences. Uh, so I grew up homeless, and if we were lucky, we would have a hotel room for a few weeks. And hotel rooms always had Comedy Central and HBO. Yeah. So I would watch a lot of stand-up, and then I went to a show. I never thought you could be a comedian, 
So I went to a show. Uh, it was Joe Rogan, and his feature act was this guy named Ari Shafir. <laughs> you know, you may have heard of him, but he was a feature at the time, and he was unknown. Yeah. And he dealt with this heckler so well. And after he got off stage, it felt it felt so good watching it that it felt like sex. So I was like, I'm gonna go have a cigarette. <laughs> so I went outside. He was outside smoking, and I was like, Hey, you dealt with that chick, and we started making fun of the girl that was heckling him. Yeah. And we were laughing. And when he was laughing, I felt comfortable enough to yeah. go like, Hey, man, you did this joke where you went ba 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 ba, and he goes, Yeah. I go, What if you went ba 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 ba? Like I changed the button. Yeah. And he laughed, and he goes. That's funny, man. How long have you been a comic? And I go, oh, I'm not a comedian. And he goes, yeah, you are. You just haven't been on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so two weeks later, I did my first open mic, and that was nine years ago, almost oh, 10 years man. ago. Oh, man, beautiful. Yeah, and it's been the best thing that's ha- ever happened Have you seen his uh, latest special, Jew, yet? Yeah, oh, yeah. I okay. watched it twice. Okay, have, have you seen him do that live yet? Uh, I haven't. Okay, I'm going to back up a little bit. No, I did see him do a set at Skankfest. I was just at Skankfest yeah, a few weeks ago. I want to talk and, about that. Yeah, yeah. I want Because I didn't know you were there. I'm texting Rob. Like, hey, are you? Because I happen to be in Phoenix that weekend. I'm like, hey, are you around yet? And I didn't hear back. And then I see your post. You're in Vegas. Yeah, because I didn't. I, did, yeah. I wasn't on Skankfest. I submitted the video wrong. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, luckily, I have a few friends that were on yeah. Skankfest. Yeah, so yeah. they called me and they were like, where are you? I was like, I'm in Phoenix. And they were like, get it's up four here. hours away. Come hang out. So I went and I hung out and it turned out great. So I've gotten a chance to work with on the photo end and audio end with uh, with a comic out of L.A. Well, he's in Florida now. Steve Simone. Oh, I love he's Steve very He's t- in Florida? Yeah, he moved to Florida, Florida during the pandemic. Florida's eat him alive. No, his folks are there. So he's helping. They're, they're all, he's helping them out. They're, they're getting up there. I, I got to know Steve pretty well, um, and then uh, he hired me to go to San Diego to the uh, La Jolla com- uh, Comedy Store to do photos when he was recording his second CD, and there was a glitch with the person that runs their board. He got stuck in Reno or something. He's a comic as well. He couldn't make it. So Steve goes, hey, do you got your recorders with you? And I go, yeah. He goes, do you think you could help me? So I ended up recording the whole weekend. And then next time he was in Phoenix, he goes, hey, you want to do a guest spot? So when he's come up to Phoenix, I've gotten a chance to get on stage with him. But through him at All Things Comedy is where I met Ari. I'm a big fan of Ari. Me too. So they came up to Prescott with Steve Ranazizi, Ari, and Simone. And we hung out, took him out to eat, and got to hang out. Well, the following year was when uh, Ari was working out Jew. Uh, he was touring with it, trying to get it down before filming this. Right before COVID. Right before Kobe. <laughs> oh, Kobe. So I had Kobe to go, was the end of the world. No, I when had to Kobe go. Kobe died two weeks later. That's well, when everything. Well, and so did Ari. Ari. Made joke, <laughs> Ari made a joke about Kobe dying. He doesn't. Every celebrity yeah. that dies, he makes a joke about yeah. them. So, so and the world turned on him. Well, so I had to go to California. A friend of mine passed. I went to the funeral, and I drove. I Sorry went, for your loss. I went solo. And uh, coming back, I saw that Simone was going to be in San Diego with Ari. So I texted him, and he goes, oh, if you could swing by, swing by. So I did a detour coming back to Arizona, spent a night in San Diego, showed up at the comedy store, hung out with Ari. They got, I, got, I got to hang out while he was running through that show. Well, like a week later is when Kobe passed, and Ari basically got... The f- uh, multiple rounds, however many times he's been canceled over the years, for that, and he put he was supposed to be recording, uh, filming Jew for a special at the stand, I believe, in yeah. New York, and they said you're getting death threats. We can't have you. We got to put it on hold because he was getting death threats 
for his joke about Kobe. And then COVID hit and closed everything down anyway. So I got to see him perform that live just before he was supposed to record it. What, three or two years ago? Whenever. Yeah, yeah, and then he got more time to work it out. It was the funniest hour I had ever, and I have not seen the YouTube special. Oh, you got to watch it. I it, haven't yet, it's but fantastic. It w- I was blown away at how great that was. And I same thing with you guys. As, as a very young kid, 15 years before you guys were, I was glued to comedy specials. And and you know watching Carson and watching watching the the favorite bits the favorite segments I loved on every talk show was not just the stand-ups but then when they would panel when they'd sit on the couch yeah. which in my head those little five-minute segments were better to me than their routines yeah because you got to times. know them yeah. to me that was like little snippets of what podcasting became yeah and I love that aspect of it. Dude, Ari, I feel bad because he got canceled, and that's why his uh, new special, Jew, currently has three million views <laughs> in like four days because yeah. his life's so hard now that he's canceled. Yeah, no, it's just, but it, he has the reputation as being very caustic oh, yeah. and, and just very cold, but he Yeah, but most is, of the best comics are. Well, that. And, and just, he's not cold at all. No, he's the he's sweetest, the sweetest I've ever guy met. ever. Yeah. So at the 22-minute mark also, is where yeah. we're going to drop the beep. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> it just came out. I told you I would keep no, it on no, minimum. That's, but he is the sweetest guy in the Same thing. I'm, you know, three years ago, I was bar- barely an open micer. And he's talking to me like he did you. You, yeah. you, you yeah. know, as a comic. And that was so generous of him when he, he had no need to Dude, do that. Dude, follow up to that story. So a year later, after I started doing comedy, he's, yeah. he's working with Diaz at the Improv. And I was I was about to have a really big gig, my yeah. first really big gig I've ever had, a year in. Uh, so I go to the improv to just watch. Yeah. Polly can see us is opening, so afterwards Polly's like, "Hey, uh, if you want to meet anybody, you know, because I was like a new comic yeah, a yeah. year in." I go for sure, and Ari has a line of people waiting to talk to him. So I'm outside, I'm smoking a cigarette. I go inside to meet Ari. Now the lines died, and I go, "Hey, dude, I don't think you remember me." And he goes. Yeah, uh, I told you to do stand up a year ago. <laughs> and he goes, How's it going? And I go, Tomorrow I'm performing at uh, Tim's Toyota Center in Prescott. Uh, where for, I met you the first time. Yeah, for 1,500 people. And he goes, Well, it sounds like it's going pretty good. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, man, it's not going too bad. And as I'm saying that, some random dude's going to the bathroom and he goes, I love you, Rob, maybe. And then he looks at Ari and he goes, And you're pretty good too, Ari. And I was like, That makes me feel Good. Nice. Oh, not beep uh, it again. One more. Twenty-three seconds. Twenty-three minutes. Minute apart. You're consistent. Yeah, That's yeah. good. <laughs> and it'll be funny now because I've done so, it twice. So how, how did that? How did it feel? You 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 talking about at fourteen years old hitting the bar scenes, getting involved and in kind of starting uh, the Phoenix comedy scene. When you was there any kind of aha moment where you oh, yeah. said, "All right, I've made it. I'm I'm feeling good about where I'm at." Like seeing your name in lights or so, anything like that. My, my big aha moment was when I was 18. Yeah. So I graduated high school. And so I, I went ahead and I made like just this impromptu trip to New York. Because, yeah. you know, I'd been around the scene in Phoenix for four years. I knew my Phoenix comedians. I knew, my, yeah. you know, my two open mics. And I was like, I'm, I, you know, it's like how good, you know, I, you know, I was a kid. Right. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go to New York. So I went and I packed bags and I just went and I'm this was 98. So there's no Google Maps. Yeah, you know, you had to there's no hotels. Out. So I'm trying to guesstimate 
in prices, right? 24 so, minutes. 24. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Me and Manny are on the same level. What's up? So I go, I go ahead. I, I, I find a hotel. Oh, so I'm like looking. I'm like, well, Motel 6 in Phoenix is, is $29. So <laughs> so New York is like maybe $30. Yeah. You know, like, so I show up and it's ridiculous. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm totally yeah. wrong. I had like three grand on me. So I go to a hostel. Yeah. I don't know what a hostel is. The guy I check in is like just me. He goes, no problem. Welcome to the hostel. And it was like on it was like a 96th and, a, and Central Park East. So I'm just short of Harlem, right? Yeah. I'm going north. But you have no idea. But I know. Well, I know I'm going towards Harlem. Yeah. And I'm no, but I don't know how you know. And so I. Not show that up. there's anything wrong with Harlem. Nothing's wrong with Harlem. <laughs> So I showed up, and the guy keeps telling me at the checkout, you know, this is a hostel. I'm like, that's interesting. I'm like, okay. He goes, have you stayed at a hostel? Yeah, the hostel. I know the hostel. And then you walk down, and you're like, that guy says hotel weird. And then he puts me (laughs) in the room, and there's four beds. I'm like, there's four beds. Well, yeah, because it's a hostel. I'm like, why does he? So I end up, I'm in the room by myself. I put my, I unpack all my stuff, all on all the beds. (laughs) Right? I'm like, that's so strange. So I leave. I go do my day. I go check out. I went to Caroline's. I yeah. saw Kevin James at Caroline's right before he does King and Queen. Yeah. So I come back. I come back in the room, and there's the door's cracked open in the room. And I'm like, oh, no. I've been in New York less than a day. It broke. So and I've been rock. So <laughs> I go towards the And I'm 18. I'm 3,000 miles away from my mom's house. Probably the first yeah. time you've you ever know. been out on your own, Exactly. Right? That's what I'm saying. I, I just graduated high school two weeks ago. <laughs> so, and I'm in New York. And there's I open the door... And I'm like, oh my god! Like, who? And I'm trying to get all bad. I'm like, all right, you think I'm here? Oh, okay, y'all, y'all need to get out of my room now. Oh, call the cops! Cops run away! And it's like these three Armenian dudes. Yeah. And they're not. And, they're, and I'm like, they're not doing anything. So I go back downstairs, and it's the same guy that checked me in. And I'm yeah. freaking out, right? I'm like, dude, there's are these like Armenian dudes in the room, and da da da. Sir, it's a hostel. Like, I know. I and I'm sorry. I don't get it. Is this why you call it a hostel? Because I feel so- pretty hostile right now. <laughs> Is this what you do here at the hostels? Like- and then he explains it to me about the dorm yeah. living. And I'm like, oh, wow. But now I got to go back to the room. Yeah, your roommates do not like you, already. And, and, and they didn't speak English. Now they're scared. They didn't want to stay in the room. Oh, man. So I went back home. And when I got back home, I told that story on stage. Yeah. Because the whole time I've been doing like kind of self-deprecation type of stuff. Yeah. You know, and so like, and it wasn't, you know, I just couldn't find it. But I told that story on stage. And people were getting the laughs. Gotcha. I'm like, that's what I'm so okay. I'm a, I get I'm a storyteller. Now. I get yeah, it. nice. I got like beats and rhythm. Not everybody has like, to talk trash about themselves. Yeah, huh. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And then that's nice. Yeah. Now, what you you? How many kids you got? I got three kids. Three oldest is twelve. Twelve. That's Sophia. Yeah. And then uh, my boy is uh, Santos. And then the hey. baby. Yeah. And then he's five. And then nice. Lily is three, and they both just got their yellow belts in karate. Oh, my goodness. Now you can take them to the hostel with you, and they can protect you. He's raising assassins. Yeah. Nice. I know. I got these little, like, black geese. They look like little Cobra guys. So you mentioned that They're going to hit my... 18 right when John Wick needs to be remade ah, with a female yeah. lead. I'm having, like, and a Lily's going to kill it. You mentioned yeah. before we plugged in that on some of the, the like, the clean comedy sh- shows that you do, you brought have you brought your kids with you or to, to yeah. watch you? So there's, like, there's a uh, group or uh, Randy Hausner. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Randy. 
clean, of clean comedy. Clean Comedy USA, and they've been around a long time, and they do a lot of shows all over the yeah. valley, you know, you know, um, all over the country. And so I've been working because I've always, I always write, you know, I write jokes. Yeah. So I always kind of from the beginning, I always kind of wrote kind of clean. Because if you, if I write clean, I can always make it dirty. Yeah, you can't but go the other way. But if I make it dirty, I can't really make so it clean. You build the bones, the structure of yeah. it, and then you can do what you want so with yeah, it. I yeah, I gotta make the joke first. Yeah. And that's what I like about doing the clean comedy how, shows because it forces you to do that. How do your kids react to seeing you on dad versus dad on stage? Oh, so I took my son. So Santos went to one of my shows at a Stir Crazy Comedy Club, yeah. right? And we're having, I do this bit about uh, one of my, my, I have two ex wives, about one of my ex wives. And one of the run-ins I have with, with her crazy baby daddy. Yeah. And it's like a three-minute bit. I go all into it. I act it out. I do stuff in Spanish. It's, it's yeah. funny. And so, and I didn't think anything of it. I'm doing 35, 40 minutes. And and the next day, I, my, 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 uh, his mom calls me up. He's like, you got to come over here and see what Santos is doing. And I'm like, what is he doing? And I came home, and sure enough, I opened up the door, and he's doing the crazy baby daddy routine. Of all the routines... <laughs> He did like the most complicated three-minute one, and he does it almost perfect. He's dry snitching on you. Oh, like, that's what beautiful. Is that? That's beautiful. He's funny. All I, my kids are funny, but he's very funny. I, I was hosting pre-pandemic a couple of open mics. I had three of them going in Prescott monthlies on alternating weeks, and two. One of them was an all-ages kind of a mixed open mic. Two of them were straight comedy. One was an all-ages mixed open in a restaurant, and. Uh, my wife and son never, they didn't come. And then one day they just showed up. My wife had no idea I was even doing these. And she showed up. And then from that time on, my son, he says, next time you do this, I, I got to come. I got to come. So he wanted to go. So every month he would show up to this mixed open mic. And about the third, fourth one, I said, while we're setting up and setting up the mics and stuff, I said, hey, come over here. And there's, oddly enough, we would have more audience members and performers for an open mic that was rare especially in Prescott yeah. so we had like 15-20 people milling in as we were setting up and I said here go over there test that mic I'm just getting things he said tell a couple jokes so he's telling a couple of jokes that he had heard and he's getting laughs and he's up there for like three or four minutes and then he kind of got a little self-conscious he was 10 at the time yeah. he gets a little self-conscious but he's loving it so he tells one more walks off gets a big hand walks over to me and goes Pop, I want to do this every month. Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. The and first time I ever got on stage, my first joke, I, I started when I was 29, but I was three months from 30. Yeah. And you you can't see this. It's an audio-only podcast, but I still dress like a dude that <laughs> wants to be a rapper more than anything else. And I stepped on stage, and my first joke was, I don't know if you can tell by the way I'm dressed, but I'm 30. And it got a big pop, and I just went, oh, my God. This is I'm what heroin yeah. feels like. like <laughs> That's nice, man. Yeah. Oh, the H. Yeah. I've never done it, but I assume. Based on every it's movie, not good. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> every movie that I've seen, it looks like the best thing, and it felt the same way. It felt like Requiem for a Dream when that joke got a laugh. It was like, psh, When that oh. eyeball popped. Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, well, we got to get over there. Hey, we we kind of do. Plug again, Rob. Where can folks find you? Uh, just look for my name on any social media. Rob Maybe, M-A-E-B-E, like the girl from Arrested Development. M-A... Okay. <laughs> Mike, Alpha, Echo, Bravo, Echo. So many people misspell it. Maybe. Wow. Manny, where can folks find you? 
let's see. I'm gonna be uh, well, yeah. Manny Hernandez comedy is the website, and then uh, but you know what? Generally, ma- yeah, that's too many. No, <laughs> not Mammy, Manny. Not Mammy, Manny. But uh, I, you know, I got, I'm gonna be at uh, JP's Comedy Club, December first, uh, second, oh, and third. Nice. And so I'm generally there like the first week of the month. Usually, I, I'm usually there off. Thank you for saying that because I forgot. I'm headlining there next weekend, uh, Thanksgiving Are weekend. You? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, cool. Uh, November 25th and 26th. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe November, says maybe. Maybe uh, November 24th, 25th, 25th, 26th, whatever it is. It's Friday and Saturday. Nice, Two nice. Two shows. If you live in the Phoenix metro area or if you live in Prescott or Chino Valley or uh, Woodard or I don't think that's a real place, <laughs> but like drive out. It's going to be a fun show. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Get away from your family. Gobble, gobble. Good deal. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, you know what? I'm going to launch this one up. Uh, we're getting ready to go over to the Orpheum Theater yeah. in Flagstaff. Beautiful yes. theater. We're going over there now. You can catch these guys at JP's in a couple of weeks and Rob next week, which will be in about three days from when you see this. And then, Rob, you and I are going to sit down and record again uh, soon, maybe yeah. next weekend. I, I want to hear more about Skank Fest because okay. that had to have been a blast. It was one of the wildest, fun times of my life. The controversy. And, and we will drop... <laughs> Skank Fest and rehash our Bisbee trip in the same pod to compare. I told Manny about the Bisbee <laughs> trip on the way up here. The guy that you just randomly dropped off in the middle of I the road. I love hitch- oh, picking yeah. up hitchhikers and dropping them off where they don't want to go. <laughs> I knew you would mention it. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. If you ever plan to motor west, travel my way, take the highway, that's the best. Get your kicks on Route 66. It winds from Chicago to L.A. More than 2,000 miles all the way. Hey, get your kicks on Route 66. Pretty, you'll see Amarillo, Gallup, New Mexico, Flagstaff, Arizona, don't forget Winona, Cayman, Barstow, San Bernardino, won't you get hit to this timely tip? When you make, make it, make that California trip, I get your kicks on Route 66, I get your kicks on Route 66. I got your kicks on Route 66.